Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. And sitting in Scott's chair, I'm Brian Kelly, as Scott is out today. And here with the expert advice, Denny Kaur, Senior Home Consultant at Mosby Building Arts, and Kurt Dowell, a home consultant at Mosby. And we are here at your service at 436-7900-1800-925-1120. And next up on the program, we go to Alhambra, Illinois, and Cynthia checks in. Good afternoon now, Cynthia. Hello. I need to talk to Denny, the senior advisor, because we're seniors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can talk to you. <laughs> anyway, long story short, we had Helitex, I can't say it, uh, did our, our front concrete porch. She did very good work. I will recommend you. And uh, But uh, what I'm calling about is we had retainer walls, and back then my husband was well, and we replaced them, and then we, uh, the, by replacing that and getting a new system with our uh, septic tank, uh, the dirt, you know, it's uneven and we need more dirt. But I can't get everybody I come out call, they either don't return my call or the one, uh, it was landscaping, who we called, they uh, said, well, they couldn't do it. It was, uh, we had to get, they was just too busy. And uh, anyway, uh, so we need somebody out here to terrace the uh, from away from the patio door and and the the hills. You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> and and is there anybody that you would recommend, or anybody that we could call and see if they would come out and look? Uh, I'm trying to think of where's Alhambra. Is that right? Between Highland and Eversville. Oh, okay. Um, you could certainly call our office. That is okay. certainly one of the options you could consider. Um, okay. And we'd be glad to send somebody out, my, my, myself or uh, someone can come out there and take a look at it. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, there or if there's uh, another landscaping company, they would be, in general, they'd be the kind of companies that you'd be looking at. Uh, but, right. you know, but you also have to find, right now, they are like in hyper mode. So right. uh, it's right. it's hard to get them to... To respond right, right now. Right. Well, we we've been like this for two years because we couldn't get anybody. So one more year, one six more months is not going to matter. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you'd like to call our know. office, you certainly can do that. And that number is three one four nine zero nine eighteen hundred. Wait, just a minute. Three one four nine zero nine nine zero nine eighteen hundred. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I'm willing to bet if you're looking for landscaping, a pond would work pretty well right about now. <laughs> right yeah. now, yeah, I think right that's now. right. <laughs> right now, the pond is coming in the, the basement door. <laughs> I <laughs> bet it is. That's not good. All right, Cynthia, thanks for the call from Alhambra, Illinois. And Bob in Glen Carbon, Illinois, is up next. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm calling about a house that my son purchased about three years ago, and it's what I would call, it has what I would call a French-style roof. Does that make any sense? The roof more or less ends just past the outer walls of the house. Mm -hmm. And he's got two or three problems, one of which is the sill plate in the basement in about a 30-foot section is rotting 
Uh, there's there's not a tremendous amount of water that comes down that wall, and not all the time. But when it does, it's done it for enough years that it's uh, rotting out uh, substantially. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking for someone who, and I don't know where to go with this, uh, that could come in. It would be basement work, so no one's going to have to be crawling around on their hands and knees. Mm-hmm. But that plate needs to be taken out, and hopefully that's all, but there's no guarantee of that, and replaced. Uh, I know why it's doing it. He has a concrete pad quite long in front of his house, Mm -hmm. in front of the front door. And I believe that the water is running down behind or underneath that concrete uh, floor. Right. That's that's there. Uh, now, the other problem, and I think it's still related to that particular roof style, is when he purchased this house three years ago, I took a screwdriver and punched it through the sill of the, of the front windows. And here again, I think that's water that over the years have has overflowed the gutter, came down the side of the house, got in behind the uh the the outside wall mm-hmm. i will say that there's no evidence of any damage to the drywall if that's a plus it it seems like it would be to me mm-hmm. so what Same. i'm needing is to get those windows replaced uh in the whole house actually if okay. we can swing it and also to get that sill i'll call it a sill plate replaced and I was just wondering what you think, who you could recommend, and uh, where do we go from here? Uh, well, again, that's something that we certainly can do. Uh, we do jobs like that all the time, as a matter of fact. You did one for me. Yeah. So, yeah. there. We have a, a testimonial <laughs> right here. Um, and and replacing sill plates is something we run into often. Um, yeah. Replacing windows is a you know it's kind of a pretty normal thing for us to do. Um, so you can certainly again give us a call, um, and we'd be glad to send somebody out there. So it, oh, that would be that would be good. Yeah, I, my feeling was it needs to be jacked up slightly, ever so slightly. Remove that sill plate and go from there. Is is that a basic concept? You think yeah, you got that it? You would use that's exactly what we do. You know, and Bob, okay. we'll, we'll talk about this on the other side of the break. We're going to take a break here real quick, but we'll talk a little bit more about this, replacing the windows and what right. you have to do, what you need to look for. And if you want to stay on the line, you're certainly welcome to do that. This is the Helit Tech Home Improvement Show, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. This is Brian Kelly in for Scott Mosby on the Home Improvement Show and alongside Denny Core, the Senior Home Consultant, and Kurt Dahl, Home Consultant with Mosby. And Bob, are you still there from Glen Carbon? Yes, I am. So uh, more questions about your, your situation there with the windows? Well, yes. Uh, you know, I, I see ads for windows all the time, but since it's... Uh, I've never had a rotting window before, but that's what I think's going on with with this house. Uh, is it going to be a lot more expensive than a normal window replacement? And can it be fixed? It's a brick home. Can it be fixed 
you know, without it being obvious, uh, uh, where would you go to get windows? Sure. Well, um, you could certainly start by uh, calling Mosby Building Arts. We we certainly do uh, window replacement. But um, to answer your question, what, what's your phone, what's your phone number? Yeah, there? the the number here. If you're uh, calling from the uh, Missouri side, I suppose it would be three one four nine zero nine eighteen hundred. And uh, I'm actually calling from the Illinois side. And you're just going to have to call that number. Oh, okay. I yeah, actually, I that's think we yeah. Have an <laughs> Um, 909-1800. Yes, sir. Okay, and the uh, the thing to do is uh, make an appointment, and you folks will come out and take a look at it and get us give us some idea what we're looking at. Yep, exactly right. And and to answer your question, I mean, it really just depends on how extensive that uh, wood rod is and uh, you know, how much we're we're looking at replacing. Um, but typically with a uh, with a, a masonry home or a brick home, uh, that wood is essentially just a frame that's um, uh, around the window. Uh, on the outside, a lot of times it'll have a decorative brick mold. Uh, what you can do is if when you're replacing the windows, the most common uh, product to use nowadays are vinyl windows, uh, in part because they don't rot. There's, uh, they're really maintenance-free. Uh, and once you replace that window with a vinyl window, uh, at that point on the you know, once once the wood that needs replacing has been replaced, then at that point, you one of the options you'd have is to do uh, what we'd call a trim coil wrap, which is essentially using an aluminum trim coil to mold that and trim out around that uh, exterior wood trim. Uh, and then once that's done, it can be sealed so that it really protects the wood underneath there and it's going to prevent it from deteriorating in the future. So if you do it right the first time, then you know it should be something that you're you're going to fix uh, going forward. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great. So the the thing I need to do then is call this 314-909 number and set up an appointment. Is that right? Yep, that would be a great place to start. Absolutely. Okay. And and I'll just make one uh, other comment on your uh, sill plate question. Um, you, you you described, uh, and, and Denny uh, also described, you know, how, how that replacement process uh, kind of goes on. You know, it gets raised up and then you remove the bad section, replace it, so on. Um, but the the other thing I'd just point out is that we'd also uh, probably want to address the the issue that you're describing with that, yeah, with that concrete in front of it. Because if you do all the work and you go through the expense and the headache of replacing it and it's just going to happen the same way again, well, then it's, you know, it's not a great solution. Um, so we want to make sure that that concrete is actually pitched away from the house. Uh, you had mentioned the gutters, which on this type of roof is really important too, that we're using those gutters uh, to their fullest extent and really venting that water away from the house and away from the foundation. That's right. I agree with that. Okay, well, listen, I will give this number a call and probably do it Monday. That sounds great. And I'll try to set up a Saturday appointment if I'm able to. Sounds great. Well, thanks, Bob. Okay. Good deal. Thank you, Bob, for the call from Glenn Carbon. And once again, I had windows put in by Mosby and love them. Just love them. Especially this time of year when you can open them up and get the good breeze going through, and it's nice to have new windows. Johnny, I'm not surprised we're getting this call today. He wants to talk about basement waterproofing. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I am a contractor, and I live in West County, and I've got about a four-foot-high concrete-poured foundation. 
And what I'm done in the last, I don't know, few four, about four or five weeks is taken all the water with gutters, extensions, etc., and devoted or devoted some time to diverting the water away from the foundation area. Mm-hmm. To do the encapsulation correctly, if you go to YouTube, they suggest quite a few different applications. Uh, what I want to do is probably put a 15 or 20 mil paper or vinyl on the walls, hold it with Christmas trees and uh, adhesive caulking, then do my floor probably in a 15 or 20 mil vapor barrier to make everything encapsulated. I do have heavy rock in my crawl space, and I did buy a kind of like a felt paper that would go underneath the 15 mil or 20 mil paper barrier. What's your thoughts? Um, so talk to me a little bit more about the different types of things you're putting in underneath their barrier. That, that's I'm not quite sure I understood that. Okay, there is a kind of almost like a cushioning type that would go underneath the actual vapor barrier, the plastic, mm-hmm. or the actual product. And what that does, because I have large rocks, probably about the size of your fist, mm-hmm. I don't want to puncture the, the barrier. The vapor barrier. Yeah. So they suggest, some of them do, some of them don't, on YouTube, to put this so-called this carpet, for lack of a better word, underneath, and then to prevent the rocks from puncturing, you would use this vapor barrier. Uh, there's... Yes, no. There's probably a benefit in having that. It will it will help protect your uh, your protective uh, barrier that you're putting down. Um, to be honest, as a rule, we don't do that. Um, okay. But you know, it, it's it's kind of you're going to have to use a little bit of logic here. What makes the most sense to you? Um, I guess the, one of the other questions I have for you is you were talking about having something else on the sides of the foundation, a, a different type of piece. Now, what they suggest and stuff is there's a local company here in St. Louis, and they run like a 15 or 20 mil vapor barrier mm-hmm. up on the walls, and that would go down about a foot over the actual foundation footing. Right. And then your vapor barrier would just kind of like snug up to it. You would use the tape to make the entire basically kind of like one. It's just all sealed. Right. Uh, I, I will tell you, in most cases that we have done it, I know that we'll use a... Uh, I can't even tell you what the thickness is. I should know that, but uh, I don't okay. know it off the top of my head. But we'll use the equivalent to like almost like a pool liner type of material right. that goes into that uh, floor, and we'll wrap that up the walls itself. So it's one sealed unit. Uh, and traditionally, then we'll come in and we'll spray, use a spray foam, and seal that, and it will uh, build that into the uh, uh, floor joist where it's where it's connecting where your floor is connecting to the uh, foundation wall, uh, okay. and that will prevent that moisture from coming up. Okay. Related question, if I could. Okay. Uh, same basement, same crawl space. When they poured the foundation in 1954, they ran columns uh, out of concrete, and they're about four to five inches away from my steel I-beam, which run parallel, of course, to the front and back foundation. What they did was they used a brick, and then to also make up the spacing in between the actual I-beam and the support, they use asbestos shingles, which we used to do years ago when I used to build homes. Right. What do I need to do per code to remove the asbestos shingles? And you probably only got maybe a couple inches of asbestos shingles in there at best. Mm-hmm. 
broken into small pieces. But what I would like to do is some kind of filler that looks better. I'm hesitant about using treated lumber because treated lumber tends to shrink. Right. Give me some options. Uh, you could use, uh, have you ever heard of Burrell? Never. Huh. It's a, uh, it's, it's sort of like a uh, concrete board type of product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would probably be the best solution. Uh, what you'll have to do is kind of do a little research as to what kind of uh, thicknesses and stuff you can get to make sure you get your shimming is correct. Right. Um, but that's the kind of product I'd probably be using. That you know, I'm I'm a little resistant to use a PVC. It's too flexible, um, and I, I'm afraid it's not going to offer you the shimming capability that you want. Yeah, the great the um, great thing about that Boral product that Denny is mentioning, <clears throat> and Boral is spelled B-O-R-A-L, um, it's a, a poly ash composite, so it's it's actually made with uh, fly ash, uh, and what's great about it is that it, it will not accept moisture, so it won't rot, it won't deteriorate, uh, but it also, every product will expand and contract to some degree, but Boral is it really doesn't expand and contract much. So that would be a, a nice option for, for what you're describing there. Or use steel columns that will fit that application down in the crawl space as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That is always the other option. <laughs> All, All right, Jenny. Jenny, thank you very much for the call this afternoon here on the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Alongside is Denny Core and Kurt Dow. They're the guys giving the advice. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. So we were talking earlier in the day about uh, about the, the rain that we're dealing with. Right, yeah. And all the water. And, and what are the things that we really need to be on the lookout now as we go through the next few days? So, again, what happens when you have a consistent several days worth of rain, uh, the ground... so. So you have to think of it as a um, uh, a sponge. You know, it's it's sitting there. It starts to absorb some water, and the more water you keep putting in it, it keeps getting deeper and deeper. Well, when you have dry spells, that ground is shrinking, and you have cracks. So if you stop and think about what I just said, you have cracks, and then you have water. So it starts filling in those spaces, and and what happens is you will have water up against your foundation. Uh, if you have any cracks in the foundation itself, that's a good place for water to come in. And, and, and it will show up if it's, it's going to happen. Uh, sometimes the cracks are caused from hydraulic pressure because, because of that water. Sometimes it's just other stresses from in the floor and the foundation. Uh, there's any number of things that can You have an earthquake it could cause some of those cracks. Um, the other thing is you want to be looking for if you don't have any cracks in the walls or if you've had them fixed, and you have some water that comes up right in that joint between where the floor and the foundation wall meet. That's really where it's showing. What's, ha- what it's, what's happening then is the water's gotten down so far down into the soil, it's up underneath your floor, and it's pushing up on the floor. And that's how it's squeezing out through that little gap. Mm-hmm. Because when they, when they build the house, they're putting in a footing, then they put the foundation wall down, and then they'll put the, the basement floor in. Uh, so all those places are open spots for moisture to get in. Um, if you have that water problem from underneath the floor, really the only solution that works is to put in a sump pump. And that's where you call a company like Helitech, you know, um, and they and they can solve that problem for you. Uh, because what it does is it relieves that pressure 
that builds up underneath that floor, and it will take the the water, runs it down to the sump itself, and then you pump the water out. And then you just have to make sure when you're doing that, you're you're planning it out well, so you're not taking all your water and just dumping it back <laughs> into the, in the same spot. So you have to make sure you take that and push it out farther away from the house. Because this is such a, a rare occurrence when we have this much rain in this period of time, short period of time, if you do get some water in your basement, is that automatically a major concern or is it kind of, well, this is an unusual occurrence, so I can kind of let it slide? Uh, you know, it's it's one of those that's going to be a judgment call you're going to have to make. If you start seeing other signs that it's happened before, mm-hmm. it, let's say you move into a house, you're there for a year and a half, and then all of a sudden you have an event like this, uh, I'd, I'd be... Looking to see if there's any signs that, that anything like that had happened before. If not, I if it was me, I'd probably wait and see if it happens again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the problem you, is if it happens once, it's probably going to happen again. Because even though this is a lot of rain we're getting, it's not unusual. 2015, we had the tremendous amount of rain we mm-hmm. had right right at the Christmas season. And uh, 2008. I mean, all these years, I've been around here long enough. I've seen several flooding stages yeah. and stuff. So, so it it's you're just going to have to. That's a personal decision to make. But um, does it kind of prime it? I mean, if it happened this once, does that open the? I don't want to say floodgates because it's not quite that. <laughs> but does it kind of open a path to, for it to happen again? Well, it's the, it suggests that the path is open. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. know, you're, you're going to probably have to do something about it. Um, Sometimes there's a simple solution. You know, you can try to seal some things, but those are usually just temporary fixes. They're not. A, they're not a really a solution to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just have to watch it and and see what's happening. If it starts happening again, that would be like okay, time to 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 pull the. Uh, Whatever I'm trying to say. Right. You well, know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think, yeah, judgment. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. There you go. <laughs> I knew it comes come sooner or later. Uh, judgment call probably is the right right way to say it. Um, you, you do have to figure, though, um, when you've got really extreme weather conditions, like we've been having an extreme amount of rain and you're seeing some water coming in, um, you know, because you're noticing it um, doesn't mean that, uh, if it's less rain, it's not there. You know, oftentimes it, it will still be some amount of moisture getting in. It's just that you notice it on these, you know, uh, under these deluge conditions um, because there's so much water. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, the, there is a, a little bit of flexibility there where if it's really just a small amount getting in every time we have a, a major weather event, uh, and it's really a small amount, and it's not really causing any damage. You know, I'm, I'd be tempted to to maybe uh, let that slide and just keep a close eye on it, see well, if it progresses. And it's something that you can look at on the outside, see if it's, there's something you can yep. do out there that will help. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides just basements, I mean, certainly this weather will test uh, things like roofing and flashing uh, and caulking around uh, windows and siding uh, and so on. So those are all good things to keep an eye on. If we're going to look for problems with the roof, I would assume you look at the ceiling and see if you see anything. But is there anything else you can do beyond that to you know, maybe go up in the attic and, and check it out over these next few days? 
That's a, a great idea. I, I just recommend uh, to folks that at least once every season, you know, whether it's spring, summer, fall, winter, uh, that they go around the outside of their house, look and see if there's areas that uh, are missing shingles or maybe the, the flashing doesn't look quite right. Uh, I, will, I will admit that even at my own house, I've got some flashing that needs to be addressed around my chimney. And uh, that's a, a big one that we see a lot of times. So certainly Denny and I aren't perfect uh, at, at our own homes, but um, you know yeah, it's something that yourself, is on buddy. on the uh, on the honeydew <laughs> list, and will be will be done shortly. I, I promise. Uh, I promise my girlfriend Rachel that I will take care of that. Uh, you, know, you didn't see this on the radio, but uh, Denny just gave him his card. Uh, Denny Core is the senior home consultant. Kurt Dial, the home consultant from Mosby Building Arts. We have time to take another call or two at four three six seven nine hundred one eight hundred nine two five eleven. And 20 on the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show on KMOX. Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. If that were me, you'd hear somebody hit their thumb and go, ah, doggone it. This is Brian <laughs> Kelly, not Scott Mosby, sitting in along with Denny Corr. He's a senior home consultant at Mosby Building Arts, and Kurt Dahl is a home consultant. And we welcome Mike from Edwardsville into the conversation this afternoon. Good afternoon, Mike. Well, good afternoon. I certainly appreciate you guys. Uh, i try to listen uh, to the show as much as I can. have a question with regard to... Uh, looking at some siding choices for a small getaway cabin, if you will, that I'm going to be soon be building in southern Illinois. Mm, nice. Done some research on this, and obviously want to look at things, one, that is uh, cost-effective, and two, maintenance, as little maintenance as possible, getting up in age where I don't want to be standing on a ladder and painting. <laughs> kind of looked at lap siding, either a cedar, uh, wood, which again, that would require maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, vinyl, I, I'm just concerned about vinyl uh, siding uh, for appearance wise and everything, although I know in recent years it has improved dramatically. And then sure. the hardy board, uh, which uh, again um, has durability, but I've read quite a bit with regard to um, one, it requires a license or uh, not a license, but a certified installer. And then the one that I think that looks promising is, I think it's called LP Smart Yep, that's the one. That and, was... and, I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and I'm trying to look at the options, cost-effectiveness, maintenance-wise, and I think the LP Smart side, what, well, I think that's what it's called, yep. would that be probably the better approach? Well, I, I'll admit that that was the first one that jumped into my mind as soon as you described uh, your situation. Uh, it's going to be more authentic looking to real wood than uh, even, as you mentioned, the vinyl products have come along quite a ways uh, just in the past few years uh, to being more authentic looking. But LP is, is going to, uh, be, because it's an engineered wood product, it's actually made with wood, but it's designed in a way that won't accept water, it won't uh, rot or deteriorate. Uh, so it's great for that. Uh, it's it's cost-wise, I would put it say it's comparable to uh, a fiber cement. Um, it's a little it's easier to work with though. It you can cut it with a, a typical wood saw as opposed to needing like a diamond blade saw, which you would That's need for a fiber cement. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. The other thing that I'll, I'll say about LP is it's got a fantastic warranty. Uh, it's got a, a fifty-year uh, warranty and a thirty-year finish warranty if you have it 
come pre-finished. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's, you know, and I think it would fit really well in, uh, you know, in a place like a cabin, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to look, it's going to look authentic. Um, but, you know, typically cabin environments are also prone to a lot of moisture and this is a great exactly. product for that. Yeah. Well, I remember, I think it was a couple of weeks ago I heard where I think it was that uh, one person had a piece of it in a bucket of water and it's been in there for months or whatever yeah, and it didn't right. show any swelling or anything. Yep. They, but they I call that a bucket test. If, yep. I was concerned a bit that, you know, the old years ago the Masonite product was right. the thing to do and then we all know what happened yep. there. Yep. And But this one apparently has gone through yep. the testing. Exactly. They've solved that. They've solved those issues. They actually use a, a marine resin as part of that um, mixture when they're when they're producing it, and then they squeeze that product down under a whole lot of pressure, and it it kind of fuses with the wood fibers in it, and uh, we end up with a product that that will not accept uh, moisture, at least um, in the oh uh, I'm not sure when they when LP came out exactly. I think '97 maybe. Well, it's it's been around over 20 years, so okay. Yep. And the last last question because I know sure. you're busy. Uh, it comes either pre-painted. <laughs> or primed and it could paint. Um, is it better to do one or the other? I know if you get yeah. under a factory installation pre-painted, it's... It's it's, you're, it, it's you're always better to do it a pre-finished. Um, okay. for, for two reasons. One, you're going to get the warranty with it. Uh, and number two... Uh, they will be able to uh, produce a, a finish quality in in a controlled environment like a manufacturing plant much better than even if you had a professional paint staff come out and try to do it in the field. Okay, good. And this is something I'm pretty handy, build garages and everything else, sure. uh, room addition, something I could probably handle and, quote, would not have to be certified to mm-hmm. install. Right. So, well, correct. Although you definitely want to um, really read up on it and make sure you're you're doing all the steps right. You're uh, back flashing the butt joints. You're doing all the things uh, that'll make that siding project last a long time. Okay. Hey, great. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate. Thank your you, help. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Now, Mike mentioned something about masonite. What what happened with that? Yeah, the, it, it's a. Uh, a kind yeah. of a compressed uh, particle board, and what what would end up happening is we. Most most often, it would be the paint finish would fail first, uh, and you'd end up with little cracks in the paint, and then at that point, uh, water would just it would just soak it up like a sponge and start to swell and deteriorate. Right. Um, whereas with these new products, the paint finish is really an aesthetic uh, feature, and it's not providing the water tightness to the product. And so you used it for siding, and it just didn't no durability. Correct. Right. Yep. It, it was uh, you know it was a great thing in its day. <laughs> you yeah. know everybody said this is it. Uh, there were a couple other products that came out around the same time. So it's layered paper type of products and things mm-hmm. like that. And what, as Kurt was saying, what happens is moisture gets in, soaks up into the uh, product, and then it starts delaminating or it starts breaking apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they've proven that those don't work. So what are the trends in siding? What what are the what's the hot t- you know the hot the ma- the masonite of today? But hopefully is has more long term. Yeah, I think Mike actually brought up, uh, you know, the major ones. Uh, Vinyl is certainly the most popular because of uh, ease of use, um, you know, maintenance-free. But but even uh, vinyl has to be installed correctly for it to be uh, a watertight barrier. And and vinyl by itself isn't watertight, so you have to rely on uh, the moisture barrier that I know Scott talks about talk so much about but outside of that lp smart side is a great product uh james hardy fiber cement uh, and there are some other certainty makes some some nice products as well 
Right. All right. So we have about a minute and a half left here. And just want to touch on this again with all this rain. What is, as a homeowner, what should we be doing over the next day or two as this this deluge continues through Sunday night into Monday morning? Walk down to your basement, <laughs> walk around. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. look to if it's an unfinished basement. You know, look to see if you can see any water. If it's it's a finished basement, you know, you're going to have to check to see if you have carpeting down or if there's any moisture marks on the drywall, things like that. I mean, it's it's really just about doing a little due diligence and making sure that you are not caught off guard down the line. So look yep. down and look up at the ceiling. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> you betcha. Because <laughs> if there's anything there, it's going to be challenged right now. It's, it's going to be the place that it, it's going to show up. Yeah, no question. And I mentioned earlier, saw a tweet from the Metropolitan Sewer District today that if you are uh, walking around the streets and check your, you know, the sewers, make sure that they're clear. Mm-hmm. So. You don't uh, wind up with a big backup that way. Kind you of, you, you know. or, or your neighbors. I mean, that's yeah. just being good good stewards. Yeah, for sure. And watch when you're driving, of course. We have flash flooding, and we're going to have some other flooding coming up uh, in the next few days. Down in the Pacific area, they're going to probably be sandbagging tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There are some homes there. Some are on stilts right along the Merrimack, but there are others that are going to be threatened. So. Right, right. Be careful out there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We want to make sure we're all being careful. No question about it. That's Denny Kaur, Senior Home Consultant, and Kurt Dahl, Home Consultant from Mosby Building Arts. Thank you very much for... Thanks so much for having us, and, and thanks for the folks uh, listening. We apologize that uh, you had to hear us instead of Cardinals baseball, but we, we enjoyed it, and we appreciate you having us. And thanks for all the calls. All right, thank you. Thank you.